This podcast is not a substitute for counseling or therapy. It is intended for informational purposes only. After show live. There we go. There we go. What's up, True Tribe? Please let me know in the comments section that you can hear me clearly because I have these headphones on, right? And I talked to you all about this before. Um, the headphones let me hear when I play a video, but I can't hear myself in the headphones. I don't know what is up with the setting and how I can get it to a point where I can hear myself in here. So that way I know what you all are hearing. But right now I haven't figured that out. And I know it is a slight delay. I'm also having some uh, internet issues. All right, so we are talking about episode episode 19 and 20. After Show Live lies about episode 19 and 20. And in the After Show Lives, what I do is we come together as truth as a truth tribe and we talk about the lies that were exposed in episode the episodes for that month. So every uh 4th Sunday we discuss the episodes of the month. So for what kind of love is this? There are two episodes in the month, the second and the fourth Friday. I'm sorry, the second and fourth Sunday. And then on the fourth Sunday, we also talk about the episodes for that week. So I always ask that you please listen to the episodes so that we can actually talk about them because I've already talked about them. I want to engage with you all to see what your take was or often uh, people are dealing with whatever we whatever lies we discuss in the episode and when people share their personal testimony it helps them feel like they're not alone and not isolated in whatever you know that lie about love was um i don't know if anyone watching has ever been in a situation where you're dealing with something with a particular person whether it's a romantic relationship or a family relationship or a friendship or whatever it may be and you're going through this issue and you don't talk about it because maybe you're embarrassed maybe you're ashamed maybe you've been manipulated maybe you've been gaslit and you're kind of dealing with it alone And oftentimes it's not until you hear someone else give their testimony about a similar situation and um, how they came out of that, how they saw that that was a lie. You know, there were lies they were believing regarding love and thinking that that was love. And it set them free, set their mind and their heart free to to, uh, set certain boundaries or break away from an unhealthy relationship and then experience true love. Like that lie was holding up you know, what they thought love was and they found out it wasn't. But if a person hadn't have shared that testimony or shared, you know, some kind of story or experience, they may have never realized that they may have never known it. So that's one of my goals with the after show live is to bring people together, uh, is to bring people together to have a, you know, a truth tribe, a community of people who also want to, um, live in the truth when it comes to love. So many people teach that certain characteristics or behaviors are love and it's actually toxic. It's not love. And so the whole purpose of the What Kind of Love Is This podcast is to bring that to the forefront, to help those people who are 
loving, thinking it's love and it's not, and suffering silently through it. So, uh, let's say hello, Rainy pa- Rainy Powell, Shalom. I saw your <laughs> I saw your messages for one of the lives that I did last week. So, if anybody was confused, I'm reading it came to pass chapters. Mondays and Wednesdays at five at six PM Eastern, right? Last week I had serious internet issues. Stuff was all off the hook. I was wondering if I was gonna have to cancel it. I ended up saying, Let me shut this live down, this broadcast down. Give me 30 minutes to figure it out. Asking y'all to help me, help it work, you know, and then I'll be back. For the people that weren't actually live at that time and they followed those links, some of the people were commenting thinking I was live because the link that I originally sent out through, you know, social media or email was no longer the live because that's the broadcast that had issues and I had to do a whole new broadcast. And so Rainy Powell, I saw I saw your comments. Like I'm trying to comment. Nobody's saying anything. This, this, and that. It wasn't live. So um I apologize for the miscommunication. I did not expect everything to kind of fall through like that and maybe confuse people about where the actual chapter reading was. Um, so I had to rename that video and I just titled it Distractions. And then I did another one. So you can catch up on all those chapters on my YouTube channel. There's a playlist where I'm reading a chapter of my novel, It Came to Pass. Um, now I'm doing two chapters every Monday and Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. But yes, Rainy, I saw your, and she's laughing. I saw you like, I'm trying to comment. That is what happened. We weren't, we, we had already went live and I ended it. But thank you. Uh... Eshawn Burgundy says, bring us together, gorgeous. We love you. Thank you, husband. All right. So I hope you listen to the episodes, episode 19 and 20. I'm wondering uh, if this is actually a good time to do the after show lives, 1.30 Eastern. If this is not really like a good time for uh, a majority of us, let me know in the comments or um, in the live chat because... On the now it is like 7:45. So that's kind of like a good time for me in the evening. If I make it too late, I could be up at four and five in the morning. But let me know if you want the after show lives to be earlier than 1:30 Eastern or just a little bit later than 1:30 Eastern. Let me know what works. And if uh there is a better time, then I'll I will change the time because I understand Sundays people getting ready for stuff and all that. Uh, for the week. All right. So let us look at, um, let's start with episode 19. Episode 19, the lie that we dealt with in that episode was, I can't let go. I can't let go. How many times have we been in relationships or known people who are in relationships and they are unhealthy for them? And they say, but I can't let go. Like I can't let go of them. Either I feel like it's my calling to help this person or I, um, have become comfortable with the toxicity. Like 
I would rather be uncomfortable in this healthy relationship because it's familiar than leave it and go into some unfamiliar territory. Uh, Similar to when they, um, the exodus out of Egypt and they were in slavery, they were in bondage. I'm sure many of you have heard this uh, broken down a number of times. They're out there in the wilderness and because they don't have the perks of being a slave in Egypt, they're like, you brought us out here for this? Like, I'd rather go back and be a slave. Bro, you a slave though. So you'd rather be a slave? Like, you don't, you don't want to give y'all just a chance to show you what he can do? Often people think when you leave a toxic relationship, um, if, it's, if everything doesn't get fixed right away, then that's so uncomfortable. I'd rather just go back to the unhealthy, toxic relationship. And... We often don't have support sometimes or we don't have anybody to talk to. And so we're going through this thing and nobody even knows what's happening. And we get lonely, you know, we feel alone. That's comfortable, even though it's unhealthy. And we go back, whether it's family, romantic, whatever it could be. And we just go back because we don't know how to detach. We don't, that, that wilderness, wilderness phase where there's a purging of everything that was done to us in that unhealthy relationship. That purging becomes so uncomfortable. We would rather just go back so we don't have to purge from the toxic, just dump that this relationship has wasted in our lives. And so that's what episode 19 was talking about. Uh, episode 19 I can't let go dealing with the lie that you can't let go that's that's a lie you can let go I'm going to show well I showed you in episode 19 why you may believe that lie and one of the things that I said in uh, episode 19 was your unrelinquished hold on an unrepentant person may be because of a savior complex And because you're not a savior, you may actually cause more harm to you both by holding on. And so one of the things we often don't realize is the, when we believe the lie that we can't let go, it's often related. It's all, it's often dealing with an uh, unrepentant person. So let's just, let's just stop there real quick. When we feel the need to let go of something, when we feel the, (coughs) excuse me, the weight, or sometimes even the conviction that this is not a healthy relationship, environment, whatever. Uh, We feel that because we're often dealing with unrepentant people. People that are repentant, we don't normally feel the weight of that relationship. Uh, People that are healthy for us, we don't normally feel the, our energy draining, um, crying often, tears, questioning our sanity, uh, not knowing what's real and what's right, reality just misshaped, um, anxiety, depression, all those things come with whenever we're dealing with an unrepentant person, whether that unrepentant person is ourselves or it is somebody that we're in relationship with. They just, they're not a repentant person. So they continue to sin against you. So in the episode, when I said that your unrelinquished hold on an unrepentant person, 
I'm talking about the fact that, you know, often (laughs) unrepentant people have this way of making us feel like we need them. Unrepentant people, manipulative manipulative people have this way of not giving us what we need, but giving us just enough to have some little form of hope. And that hope is usually often deferred. And what happens when hope is deferred? It makes your heart sick. So you go in this loop of having hope because they give you just enough to hang on. But then that hope is never fulfilled, is deferred, and then you feel sick again. And you feel down and you feel upset. And so you that's usually an indication that you have an unrelinquished hold. And by unrelinquished, I mean you don't realize that the hold you have is not good for you. Like you may see signs of it, but you don't know that you know that you know that enough for you to make a new decision or a new choice. It's not quite setting in. You're not, it's not quite connecting how important it is to free yourself from this unrepentant person who is putting you in this toxic situation unrelinquished like I refuse to let go I can't let go as the lie says for episode 19 I can't let go oftentimes we think we can't let go because you know it's love and it ain't what is it often a savior complex often it may be because of a savior complex and because you're not a savior none of us are saviors we actually can cause more harm to both people in the relationship by holding on sometimes it's important to let go and i talk i broke that down in the episode in episode 19 especially towards the end where i gave you examples of people letting go that we uh, often overlook, like Yahusha. We often overlook that he just let people go. You know what I mean? I, you know, I got, I gotta fix this. I have to know he, he, Yahusha didn't walk around like that. Like I gotta, you, uh, the rich young ruler. No, come back, come back. I gotta, you know. Uh, I forget who else uh, I mentioned in that episode. If y'all remember, leave it in the comments. I can't remember. I think it was like two different. um, It was three total examples. But that unrelinquished hold, you may think it's love. You may think it is, um, you know, some kind of right, some form of righteousness. But it actually could be a savior complex. And what do I mean by a savior complex? So before we get to what a savior complex is, let's talk about codependency. And I dealt with those terms in the episode because I thought it was important for you to realize that oftentimes we don't understand what codependency is. We are doing it and we don't know what it is. Um, we, we can't identify it. And a lot of times once you can identify what something is, it helps you come to terms with the fact that is very unhealthy for me. And this is something that I need to change. I didn't realize that's what it was. I didn't know it had a name. So let's talk about um, what codependency is. So codependency or a person who is codependent is someone who assumes responsibility for meeting another person's needs. And I talked about how 
in healthy relationships, if someone has a need and you love them, you want to meet it. That's not what codependency is. Codependency takes that to a little bit of the extreme. In order to meet someone else's needs, they prohibit themselves from acknowledging their own needs and feelings. So a codependent person is not doesn't have a healthy mindset about self-care. They're so focused on uh, meeting the needs of everyone else that they neglect themselves. And that's very, very unhealthy. I'm sure y'all have heard the story a million times uh, or the example about being on the airplane and they tell you, you know, put your mask on first because if you don't put your mask on first, you can't help nobody else. You're going to die. So put your mask on first and then you can go and help somebody else. So a codependent person goes in is an example would be a codependent of a codependent person is getting up, walking around the whole plane, putting everybody's mask on and failing to put their own on. I'm talking about not just the people next to them, everybody just you got your mask on, you got your mask on. And it's like, they just are oblivious to the fact that they're not meeting their own need so that they can then meet the needs of others. Oftentimes, if we're not caring for ourselves, we're not healthy enough to fully care for other people. So I'm not talking about, you know, sometimes you make sacrifices where you will put the needs before yourself, like being a mom. There's so many times I put the needs of my children before myself, but that doesn't mean I'm codependent. That doesn't mean that I'm neglecting self-care consistently. You know, you may have times where you have to do that because you're taking care of someone. I remember when I was a caretaker of my grandmother, um, I neglected myself often and it did get to the point where it became unhealthy. And so I had to, I had to stop because it was, it it became too toxic, but there are times when you're going to, um, you sacrifice your needs for the needs of someone else. But when it's a matter of life and death, like on the airplane, you can die if you don't put your mask on first in real life, there, there are situations where the soul of you can die the purpose of you, who y'all created you to be could die because you're so wrapped up in making sure everyone else meets their purpose or their needs that you neglect your own. And I'm not talking about people that are called to help or serve other people because some people are called to just kind of help and serve other people. That is their purpose, but that's not everybody's purpose. You know what I'm saying? So especially in relationships uh, with an unrepentant person, an unrepentant person can manipulate you into thinking that you are glorifying Yah by sacrificing your needs to meet their needs. And it's a consistent, constant thing. They are rarely ever considering you or encouraging you to consider you. How are you feeling? Are you okay? Do you need some rest? You always do this for me. Do you need something? So again, codependency, like we talked about, is a person who assumes responsibility for meeting someone's needs, but not just meeting their healthy needs, prohibiting their own needs. That's unhealthy when you don't acknowledge what you need in order to meet the needs of someone else. Um, so now we can talk about the savior complex and I'm going to explain why I wanted to deal with that one next. So someone with a savior complex, I talked about in episode 19, I can't let go has a nearly insatiable need to save people by fixing their problems. Do you know people like that? A savior, that's an insatiable need. Like I just have to save 
this person. I have to fix their problems. You know, there's, um, I love quotes because I think they're, uh, quotes are a way to take a long story and help you just give you a short meditation on it without reading this long, long story, just like key little punches that help you just like remember stuff. But I'm sure you heard the story. You teach, uh, you give a man a fish He's coming to you to eat every day, but you teach him to fish, then he can get, you know, his own people with a savior complex. They fail to do that. They don't show people how to, uh, fish quote unquote. They want to fix their problems for them. Okay. So they have an estate that's unhealthy. That's unhealthy in parenting and parenting, you know, scripture is clear about the fact that we're supposed to raise our children up so they won't depart from Yah. Like if you teach them a certain way, <coughs> excuse me, if you teach them uh, and you raise them up in a certain way, scripture says when they're older, they won't depart from it. But what did you have to do? You have to, you had to teach them. That means you can't do it for them. So as you're parenting and as children grow into certain phases and ages, there are times where you can't do what you used to do for them. I can't wipe your butt anymore. I'm show you how to wipe your butt when you go to the bathroom. Um, I can't spoon feed you anymore. You're old enough to feed, eat your own food. Um, there comes a point where your children get old enough where, you know, I won't always be able to cook for you every time. You have to learn how to start cooking for yourself so that when you become an adult, you'll know how to make a few basic meals. I'm not going to wash your clothes for you anymore. You have to learn how to start washing your clothes. And what happens is uh, oftentimes uh, children of someone who had a savior complex will grow up to be adults and think everybody's supposed to do everything for them because someone, their parent or whoever raised them did fixed everything for them or either didn't teach them. They just did everything. And so they get in these relationships and then they expect you to fix it. You wash my clothes. You do this. You clean up after me. You And it's like, um, excuse me, we're, we're adults. Why am I having to do all this for you? You know what I'm saying? But that's what happens when, uh, with a savior complex, they have a need to save people by fixing their problems. And, you know, something we want to learn from Yahusha is that, you know, um, he didn't go around fixing everybody's problems. He often would ask them questions and make them think and question their whole reality. Oh, snap. Dang. You know? He gave them tools, which may have just been a word, a revelation, an understanding, um, exposing something like the woman at the well. It's like, yeah, you got a number of husbands. I know. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's like, whoa. And it kind of like shapes her life. So we don't want to always fix things for people because that doesn't help them. We may think that we're helping them um, when we fix it for them, but what we're doing is enabling them we're becoming crutches for them we're robbing them of the ability to grow into their own understanding of uh, fixing their own problems or learning to seek yah to fix something we don't always want to give everybody the answer or what to do i know on transparency the podcast when my husband and i first came out and said that we, you know, we're not Christians anymore. Um, and we know who we are according to scripture. 
as Hebrews and uh, from the Israelites and the Bible, and I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into the whole, well, are you this, are you that? Because the thing about Christianity is often uh, when you say that you're not that and you're something else, they always go to, often go to the extremist group. So when I was in the world and I became a, a Christian, people went to the ex- extremist group. Oh, you holier than thou, you extra religious, you know, not realizing that every Christian is not like that. Then we grow in our understanding and our mindset and, and Yah reveals who we are and you say you're a Hebrew and you understand who the Israelites are in the Bible and now they go to the extremist groups. The one that's screaming and cursing on the street and now that's you. And uh, that's not. But um, uh, when you when we came into that understanding, a lot of people were tell me how to do this, do that, do that, do that, do that. And they they hadn't eat. I mean, I had did this long video with a bunch of scriptures and they hadn't even went and looked at any of those scriptures. They hadn't even went to study to show themselves approved. They hadn't even tried to uh, learn and seek Yah first before depending on someone else. And that's what got us as a people in so much trouble. You know, you read scripture wanting a king, wanting somebody to follow. Uh, I'm very careful to make sure I often tell people, do not idolize me. Don't make me your leader. I am a vessel. I am a resource. Don't be dependent on me. And this is one of the reasons why, because when you have a savior complex, like if I wanted to fix everybody and save everybody and fix their, I'd be running around thinking I'm Yahusha and I'm not running out being, being codependent, putting other people's needs before mine. And I, and I, that's not healthy. So again, someone with a savior complex, they have this insatiable need to save people and fix their problems, not realizing that's very unhealthy because it, takes away their ability to learn how to start to fix their own problems and depend on Yah. We don't want to rob them of that. And we don't want to rob Yah of the glory and how he can show people what he can do for them. You have not because you ask not. If you need wisdom, ask me. There's so many uh, scriptures that show the intimacy that he desires regarding relationship with his people. He don't just fix everything for, he wants us to commune, talk with him, reason with him. And so when, if, if the most high doesn't even do that and Yahusha doesn't even go and just fix every little thing. Okay, I'll fix this. You know, he's not a genie. Why, why would we try to be that way? So, um, what happens when a person has this, has a savior complex and they have this nearly insatiable need to save people by fixing their problems. Usually it, it stems from codependency, codependency, which we already talked about where you put the needs of others before yourselves, before yourself, when that's left uncorrected, it only leads that codependent person to develop or reignite an unhealed savior complex. And when I say reignite, I'm saying uh, reignite because when you're with healthy people, they encourage you to live life with a balance. So they won't uh, abuse your grace and your help. 
But when you get with a taker or a toxic person, they're going to realize you got to save your complex. They're going to realize you got a codependent issue and they're going to take advantage of that. So when I said in the episode that it, it can, um, codependency can reignite if it was unhealed when you're around a toxic person, uh, that's going to reignite. They're going to bring that out in you if you didn't heal it. And so it's very important that like the point of that episode was your unrelinquished hold on an unrepentant person. Think about it. It may be because of a savior complex and because you're not a savior, you may actually cause more harm to, to you both by holding on. So when we believe the lie that we can't let go, and again, like I talked about earlier in the episode, when we're, when we're sensing we should let go, it's probably because we're dealing with a toxic person. A healthy relationship usually won't make you feel like that unless you're dealing with some insecurities. But if you're not dealing with some insecurity of, insecurities of your own, uh, that's usually a red flag. We're going to talk about red flags from episode 20. That something's wrong. That something is wrong. So let's look at some quotes. Uh, I'm quote some comments. Randy Powell says, whatever works for you. Uh, earlier, I was talking about the uh, changing the time. So yeah, if one thirty Eastern is too early for you all or too late, let me know what's better on Sundays for after show live the fourth Sunday. It's just one Sunday out of the month that I go live for what kind of love is this, uh, earlier than one thirty Eastern or a little bit later. Um, Randy Powell also says there's a lot of enabling people out here. Definitely. Christina Clark says, con, Peace, uh, Christina Clark. And Randy Powell also says, no one should look at anyone but up to y'all. You can agree or not like minds. You can agree or not like minds. Don't take it any further than that unless you are bringing it out, bringing it to our Abaya, so on point. Okay, I don't know if I read that right. So that was episode 19. And if you didn't... Uh, here episode 19 of what kind of love is this podcast please go and check it out because there were some there was some key information in there if you're dealing with a, a person who is toxic or you're in a relationship that's not healthy for you and you feel like you just can't let go it can show you that that very well may be a lie and it explains why so I just talked about some of the main points of that episode but when you hear it in full you hear more examples you in the video is uh i think the link the link is in the description to this video for both of those episodes so now let's talk about episode 20 episode 20 the lie that we dealt with was uh hold on i'm having a little bit of a delay here I don't know why I won't show. Okay, there we go. Episode 20, the lie was, it's best I just let it be. I don't love the way this girl face look on this picture. Because to me, it I've seen that face in people that I've talked to that have felt this lie. It's best I just let it be. And the lie, it's best I just let it be, is 
you know, it's really nothing I can do. I, I just, let me just leave that the way it is. Yeah, I see some things, but I'm just going to ignore those red flags and those things that I see because it's best I just don't ruffle no feathers. It's best I just let things be quote unquote peaceful. And the lie in that, uh, often so many people in trying to keep the peace, they're actually keeping the toxic. They're not keeping the peace because their understanding of keeping the peace is not saying anything, not confronting certain issues. So it's best I just I just let it be. I just deal with this. In episode 20 of What Kind of Love Is This Podcast, uh, I talked about why it's very dangerous to just let something be when you notice that things are wrong. When something is wrong, when you have a math problem in school and the problem is wrong, it should be corrected, right? Not It's there for you to correct it so that you can learn so that moving forward, you won't keep making the same mistake. Because what happens is if you don't correct the problem and you don't understand what you did wrong, then you won't understand the principles behind how to solve that problem. So every time you come face to face with this problem, you're going to get it wrong. And in getting it wrong, you're going to create errors in your life. So we don't want to just let things be when we see that something is wrong. When we see that something is wrong or we feel that something is wrong or our body is telling us that something is wrong. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the signs of that. When we ignore it, we find ourselves in trouble. We find ourselves in relationships, in situations, in um, uh, jobs, in uh, commitments. That we wish we never got ourselves into because we ignore the signs that try to protect us from making that decision. And so in epi- episode 20, uh, uh, I said, since a red flag warns us of something wrong, that's what the red flag is there for, we actually welcome danger when we ignore red flags. So we need not disregard, but instead learn to regard red flags. Again, a red flag is warning us that something is wrong. A red flag is warning us that something is wrong. That is its job. Its sole purpose in life is to say, hey, Something is wrong right here. Well, why do we ignore that? Why do we see that? Why do we often see that? And we just, it's better I just leave it alone. Just let it be. It's not a green flag. It's not a yellow flag. And that's another thing to consider. Oftentimes, it's like when you're driving, it's green. That means go. Yellow, slow down. Pay attention. Red is like, yo, stop. Stop. This ain't yellow. This is red. Bruh. Stop. Because if you don't stop, it's danger. So by the time it gets to red, it's a whole stop. 
Look at what's going on. If you don't do that, you're headed into an accident. You're headed into danger. But so many times we, there's a red flag and we think it's green or it's yellow. We got more time. It's okay. It's not that bad. It's best I just let it be. Not when there's a red flag. A red flag warns us that something is wrong. Yah has built our bodies. Oh, Yah is such an amazing creator. He's built this body to like pretty much heal itself, tell you when something is wrong, tell you when something is right, convict you. I mean, it's all in you, how he designed you. And especially if you know him and you have his Ruach, you're operating on a whole nother, I'm sorry, on a whole nother level, like a whole nother level. So when there's a red flag, it's warning us something is wrong. That's built in us to show us something is wrong. We need to stop. If we don't stop, we actually welcome danger because we're ignoring the system that y'all set up to help us be led and guided of him. So we need not disregard, but instead learn to regard red flags. Now I talk, uh, I was coaching somebody, um, once and this person was like, um, I have trouble, uh, seeing a red flag. Like I often don't realize that it was a red flag until I've already missed it. And now I'm, I'm in this situation and I feel like it's too late. How are you supposed to know when something is a red flag? And one of the things that I, that we, we had to broke, we had to break down was we had to peel back some layers. There was so much unhealed, uh, hurt that often when you're unhealed, it can numb or dull your ability to discern when something's wrong because you're not healed. And so often there's a lot of, uh, defense or there's a lot of, uh, layers that we put up to protect what got hurt instead of healing it we add these layers and so when the red flag happens that core of us that we need to have to discern or realize it's a red flag is broken it's it's, it's a little broken and so the first thing was let's talk about what you haven't healed from so that you can discern easily more easily you can hear clearly and of course that takes time Another thing we can do is have someone to hold us accountable. When we don't know, uh, you know, what red flags are, we want to be around people who do. And in conversation with them, they'll hold us accountable and say, that person is a red flag. That relationship, that business idea, that opportunity, that's a red flag. Here's why. Let me show you why. And, um... A healthy person like that can hold you accountable and help you grow. You know, you'll start to grow in that area because of them helping you. That might be a friend who's strong in that area. I'm usually that friend for most people that are just like, you know, Zara, such, such, such. And I'm like, red flags everywhere. Here's why. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, or that if you don't, that can be a coach. That can be a counselor. Um... Yahuwah is the Ruach trumps everybody. 
like for real, for real, talking to the Ruach, talking to Yah and, and being intimate with Yah in conversation can grow you in that area as well. Uh, Proverbs is a great book as well. Um, you can read a book of Proverbs once a day and in the month you'll be completed with Proverbs. And there are many warnings in there that help us realize, you know, oftentimes like what we may not be paying attention to, you know, sometimes I've been in situations where I'm, I'm with people and they don't see the red flag. They are blind to it. I'm like, this is a problem and they don't even see it. Um, and that often shows that, you know, either, like I said, there's some hurt, there's some unresolved hurt, there's some healing that needs to take place. Uh, you're so, there's so many layers of trauma and unhealed stuff that you can't see things right. You, you think things are okay that are bad for you. You can't see the red flags. You need to get some healing. Um, Yah's the ultimate healer. Uh, and sometimes he uses people who he's anointed to help with that, to help you with that. Um, so that's important. But yeah, those are, those are some tips that you can use if you feel like, you know, I, I missed the red flags. I don't really see him until it's too late, until, it, until it's all bad now. Another uh, uh, resource that I shared in episode 20 uh, for the lie is best I just let it be was from Genesis uh, Bereshith, the Hebrew word, chapter 2, verse 16 through 17. And it says, And Yahuwah Elohim commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And in episode 20, I broke down the red flags and I broke down the boundaries. And I started with the boundary because I wanted you all to see or remember or because ref- some people already know this, but just refresh your memory or just, you know, help you get stronger or strengthened in this is that. Oftentimes, another way we can see a a red flag is because a boundary is trying to be broken. And so I showed you one of the first boundaries of all time where Yahuwah, which is the most high, commands Adam saying, you can eat these things freely, but this tree you can't eat. You can't eat. This is the one that you can't eat from. And so, uh, in this scripture, we're seeing Yah institute boundaries. Some people think, you know, we don't need boundaries, you know, just let people be. No, boundaries are important. I talk about that a lot on what kind of love is this podcast. Maybe about every episode you can hear something that has to do with boundaries because boundaries are the way that we protect ourselves that we can, if we've been hurt and we need healing. It's a way that we can reestablish healing. It's a way that we can reestablish trust if it's been broken. It can help us uh, see whether somebody's truly repentant. Uh, boundaries are a blessing, and one of the one of the very first things that Yahuwah did with His creation is give them a boundary. You can have this, but you can't have this. Don't cross this line. And so, when it comes to the lie. Uh, it's best I just let it be. 
when a boundary is being crossed, no, it's not best that we just let it be. We have to deal with that. So when people are in our lives or we're in relationships and people are just constantly sinning against us, it's usually a boundary they're breaking, either that Yah established over mankind and how we're supposed to operate toward each other, or a personal boundary that you have with someone. Maybe you don't even know you need to create it yet. You just feel the red flag or you feel something is wrong. But that is an indicator. There's, I need to put a boundary right there. That's a flagship red flag showing me right there. I need to put a boundary there. What might an example be? Say um, I'm going to go through a few. Well, actually, we can do it. We can do it right now. So on Instagram, I put up a slideshow. And the slide was titled, Five Signs You Need to Set a Boundary. Five Signs You Need to Set a Boundary. And in those five signs, what I did was show you the red flags that uh, correlate to the boundary that needs to be set. And so there are a number of red flags. There's a number of red flags out there. Of course, I didn't get them all. But these are some common ones, and these are some, I think most people can relate to these in their lives. And so the first slide that I shared was they failed to consider your time. That is a red flag when someone consistently imposes, interrupts, pops up, come too early, stay later, keep you longer, guilt you to come, expect you to be available, shame you when you can't make it, and so on. That's a red flag that someone doesn't consider your time. How is that unhealthy and why do we need to set a boundary? Because as believers, when we're called and we're assigned and we're appointed to do something, and if you belong to him, you are, uh, the enemy uses people to uh, cross the boundary of our time to distract us from fulfilling that purpose. My husband and I did a episode 30 transparency the podcast the devil's in the details and we were showing how hashatan was just on this mission to stop them from doing what they were supposed to do that took time so people that are time killers or time stealers of you by doing things like this slide says imposing interrupting popping up coming too early staying later keeping you longer guilting you to come somewhere or go somewhere expecting you to be available shaming you when you can't make it uh and they're just not considerate they don't care what you're doing you know i could be working on something for y'all i could be in the middle of a fast but i don't want to tell everybody because it's best that i keep that private so that i don't get glory out of what i'm fasting for and you want me to go and eat and i ain't really want to talk about it you know what i'm saying like there's a number of reasons why someone who's called by y'all may not be able to spend excessive amounts of time with someone who maybe has more time on their hands because they are not uh they're not, uh, how can I put this? They're not aware of their calling. They're not aware of their purpose. They waste a lot of time because they don't know who they are in him. Or they know who they are as far as who we are in scripture, who we are as a people, Yasharel. But it stops there. You're more than just that. You you have an individual purpose and calling that contribute to the body at large what are you doing to glorify Yah with what he made you to do you know we have stories in scripture where uh yahusha has um parables like you know 
I came back and I gave you these talents or these gifts or whatever, and you didn't do nothing with it. You know, we don't want y'all to say that about us because we are allowing people to distract us and rob us of our time. I just shared this with my children this week. Like, you know, each week you should have a project that you're working on. In addition to school, but mom, cause school, in addition to school, you should have something you're doing to glorify Yah with the talent or the gift that he gave you. What are you doing in your week with that? And I had to refresh their memory because they started wanting to play video games again. And I'm like, whoa, you on there a little bit too long. What, what's going on? We had to have a conversation and kind of ground them back to understand as people of Yah, it is important we don't waste time, especially not in this day and age. He made us and equipped us to do something. We shouldn't be sitting around doing nothing. Now, rest is important. After I finish this after show live, I'm about to go get me some rest. I was up. I didn't really sleep last night. I was up until about 11 a.m. And then I took a little nap before I did this. Why I look a little tired today because I was working on something I'm, I'm going to talk to you about when this uh, after show live is over. But I was like working on that because I know what I'm called to, who I'm called to. And I'm like, y'all lead me, guide me, show me ways to meet the need of this specific group of people that I believe you called me to and called to me for your glory. Are we, are we do, that's important. That's so important that we don't let anyone rob our time. So we want it's a red flag when someone fails to consider your time because y'all gave me time. He gave me that to do something for him. Yes, we should. Yes, it's important to socialize. Yes, it's important to rest. Yes, it's important to vacation. All those things are important, uh, but it's a balance. You know what I mean? Uh, and we want to be around people and we want to be in relationships uh, with people who are going to sharpen us and be like on us about what you're doing for y'all this week what you're working on you know especially in these times it's so crazy out here right now but another thing that i talked about in the episode in a slideshow that i had on instagram if you're not following me on instagram it's uh zara hairston on instagram but um a red flag is they keep the conversation negative. And I talked about what they constantly do. This is just a little snapshot. They constantly gossip, demean, insult, hurt, degrade, lie, put down, provoke, blame, project, point fingers. That is a red flag that a boundary needs to be set regarding conversation or even access to you. Because people who have negative conversation, ultimately what they're doing is sowing discord against someone or amongst a, a group of people and Yah says he hates that he hates that so that's a red flag because that's what we see the enemy did and i brought that up in the, ep- the podcast episode so in discord um against Yah between adam and shua well did he really say that you sure you know i know he said that but you know you know it's people having that familiar spirit are dangerous that's a red flag because they're going to lead you astray they're going to lead you astray before you know it, you're going to look up and you're not doing what you should be doing for y'all you're caught up in sin you are caught up in strife you know these are not uh 
characteristics of someone who's filled with a ruach. And so, yes, we're going to be around people sometime who have negative conversation, but they might not know that that's what they're doing. And when we set the boundary, we can help them grow to understand that it's not okay and it's not healthy and it doesn't glorify Yah and it's also affecting me. And so when we believe the lie, I just better I just let it be. Sometimes with people, like scripture talks about, don't cast your pearls before a swine. If people are going to spit in your face, they're not going to value uh, what you have to say. And they're just going to turn it back on you and just, it's this big argument. Of course, those kind of people don't even cast your pearls before them. Don't even, the boundary you might have to set may not be saying, hey, can we change this? It may be the boundary that you got to just set within yourself knowing I'm going to, I'm going to exclude myself from this. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to slowly, you know, stop dealing with this person. I've had people in my life where the conversation was just always negative. And I knew that if I try to have a conversation with them and it wasn't a friendship that was uh, like a covenant or, or was deep, it was like a, maybe a relationship that was on the verge of, is this going to be a friendship or not? You're kind of trying to figure it out. And you realize because of that red flag, this couldn't be. And you kind of just slowly, you know, you set a boundary within yourself and say, I'm going to stop hanging out. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of just slowly fade away. And usually people like that who are um, negative, they usually won't even be like, what's up? Did I do something? Because they're, they're so negative and toxic. They don't even think to um, uh, reconcile. You know, they're like, whatever. That's her problem. You know what I mean? It's just, and, and that's often a red flag that it's unhealthy for you to be in relationship with someone who, who doesn't value you enough to uh, say, hey, I, I want this relationship to work. Is it something that I did or is it something that I can do better? Is it something that I'm not doing? Um, you can grow in that area. And that kind of person, you can say, well, you know, actually, when we're around each other, you gossip so much. It grieves my spirit. I really don't, I don't want to talk about people like that. It's just, and then, oh my gosh, oh man, I didn't realize, I, I didn't realize that was gossip. I thought I was just venting. Excuse me. I've heard that from a lot of people in my own life. I thought I was venting. And then I have to show them the difference between venting and gossip. Because there is a difference. Sometimes we do need to vent. But there's a difference between venting and gossip. And we don't want to gossip because y'all tells us not to do that. Um, another thing, another red flag is you leave their presence feeling drained. Because they constantly pull on, take away, borrow, burden, add more weight, need again, bring down, create more problems, instigate drama, and so on. So that's a red flag. You don't want to be like, I guess I should just let it be. If you're constantly feeling drained when you leave someone's presence, that's not something you should just leave alone and let it be. That's a red flag that you need to stop and set a boundary when it comes to the access they have to you or how you relate to this person in a relationship. Now, understand some people are, are in relationships that they kind of can't break away with. Like say somebody's divorced and they have to deal with their ex because you have children together. So you can't just like totally eliminate them. But there are boundaries that you're able to set up if this person is toxic. Like, you know, you may have to get other people involved that help with the children. So I don't necessarily have to interact with each other. You know, y'all communicate through somebody else if it's just that bad. Um, 
So, yeah, another sign that I talked about was you find them to be irritating. Often we don't realize that's a red flag when we find something to be irritating. We think that that's just, you know, it's nothing. We all get irritated and we do. But when you're constantly irritated, you constantly want to get away from them. You're constantly annoyed or questioning, you know, why you're in their company. That's often a red flag. And and a lot of times it's people that don't like to be alone that deal with this. They're annoyed in somebody's presence, but they still keep being in their presence because they don't like to be alone. So they'd rather be with unhealthy people than to be alone. And that's not healthy, You know, we, there's so many people that stay in relationships and go back to relationships just so they won't be alone. I'd rather be in an unhealthy situation, they say, than, um, to be alone. And that's very dangerous because you are going to attract people that are unhealthy to you. You know what I mean? I talked about how the enemy studies you. He knows what you want, what you need, your weaknesses, your strengths more than you do. Which is why it's important for us to really sit with Yah and be like, Yah, what's my weaknesses? What's my strengths? Where am I vulnerable right now? Constantly assessing, you know, your feelings and your emotions and what you're dealing with because the enemy knows them and he uses them against you. That's why people teach that um, uh, often. A lot of people teach that emotions are bad. They're not necessarily bad. Oftentimes, if you know how to deal with them, they are great red flags. They are awesome tools of discernment. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, one last thing that I talked about as far as uh, episode 20 was a red flag is they don't reciprocate. And so when someone doesn't reciprocate and, you know, the weight of the relationship is on you more than it is on them as opposed to a balance, you often uh, can take that as a, a sign of a red flag that a boundary needs to be set. And I talked about some examples in the episode. So you have to listen to the episode to get more out of it because I go into more detail. But like I said, I also shared that slideshow in uh, Patreon for my patron, Truth Drive patrons, and I also shared it on Instagram. Um, so you can go and look at that and you can share that. Now... Let's look at some comments. So Christina Clark says, letting it be can become a snowball effect too. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Give me an example of that, Christina Clark. Letting it be can become a snowball effect too. I think I know what you're saying. I think uh, what you're saying is that when you let it be, things build up and they get worse, which is very true. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. So uh, elaborate on that so I can put that up on the screen. Um, But yeah, when you let things be, if what Christina Clark is saying, um, oftentimes it's going to become worse. It's not going to be better. I've talked to so many people who say, and I have a, a a podcast episode on this, the lie, it will work itself out. Nothing works itself out. People do, is what I said in that podcast. And so when you let it be, it's just going to build and build and build and build and build until you do something about it. But depending on when you finally stop to do something about it, uh, you might really deal with some really terrible consequences for 
procrastinating in dealing with that situation. Now, I understand we don't always know what to do. We don't always know how to handle a situation. And so some people get so overwhelmed that they just don't do anything. And there are baby steps that you can take. Again, uh, find a friend that that is is good with dealing with this kind of thing. A coach, a counselor, there are, ask Yah. You have not because you ask not. Ask Yah. Like oftentimes things happen and we don't even stop to say, what can I do about this, Yah? We don't, we don't even ask. If you ask, you might see that he will give you an answer. We don't have to just let things be. Oftentimes, like Christina Clark is what I believe she's saying is you're you're just making it worse. You're not this is not good. This is not healthy what you're doing. But I understand that some people are in situations um that uh because I don't want anyone to feel guilty if you're in a in a situation, a relationship where you you have a lot to consider and you just don't know where to begin. I'm not telling you um to just make some drastic, even though sometimes you do got to make a drastic change if it's that toxic. But I'm telling you, there are small things you can do on the way to you discovering how to change things. Uh, Christina Clark says, you let one thing slide and then they try something else, then something else. No boundaries is not having any walls around your space, mental, physical, spiritual space. Definitely, Christina Clark. Definitely, definitely. Rainy Powell says, then you regret it afterwards. The Ruach is definitely what we have to listen out for once you learn a few times. Definitely. Kamaya says, this is good. Thank you. Christina Clark says, I'm thinking of the scripture, Proverbs 25, 28. Uh, copy and paste that scripture, Christina Clark, so I can put it on the, uh, the screen. It might help somebody. Um... If you have the separate version, if you can use that one, if not, it's fine. But um, go ahead and copy Proverbs 25, 28 and put that on the screen if if you can. And I'll, I'll talk about something else while you possibly can do that. But um, I've, like I said, I've talked to so many people who've said to me, um, you know, I just I, I, I can't I have to just let it be like this. There, there is nothing I can do. And that hurts me when I hear that because I'm like, do you, Yah says that um, with man it is impossible, but with me, nothing is impossible. So when we say like, it's nothing I can do, but we belong to Yah, you're limiting him, his ability. He is able, he is able. Let's just get into a place where we start to ask him what to do about these unhealthy situations. What, did, what does that have to do with now? What does that have to do with the times that we're in right now? Uh, I talked about this before when I first started going live because this was my husband's idea for me to start doing live because I really didn't want to do it. I'm not really like a live person. I used to do radio back in the day and I like radio because no one could really see me and it was just like easier to do that. I didn't really have to get dressed and stuff like that. But um. He started telling me to go live. And one of the things I took, another reason I told him I didn't really want to go live is because I'm like, do you see all the crazy stuff happening in the world? Do you think anybody cares about um, toxic love and recognizing love that isn't actually love that we think is love? Who cares about that? And he was just like, you're so wrong. 
Like you're so wrong. That's so important, especially in these times. And you got to remember that, you know, this is what he was telling me, you know, um, he didn't use the scripture, but basically what he was saying was, you know, in the body of believers, uh, there are people who are called to do certain things like the fingers do something that the nose don't do, but that doesn't mean that the nose should stop doing it because it don't do what the fingers do. The feet, the leg, every body part does something different, but it, this one body all works together to do an amazing thing as, as one unit, but different individual parts. And so my husband was like, you know, um, you, you don't want to, you don't want to say that what you do is not important because other people are doing things that you believe speaks to what people need more like, you know, revelations. And, you know, I was like, people need to understand revelations. That's not something I necessarily, uh, I'm not a teacher of revelations. And, you know, people are like, what is this? What does this mean? What is going on? Does this mean that and that and that? Um, I follow stuff like that, but I don't, I don't necessarily study and teach it. You know what I mean? And so sometimes when you're in a time that many people are calling the last days, you feel like those people who are teaching those things about the last days are more important. Their job is more important. Um, but yeah, my husband was like, you know, no, there are people that are in toxic relationships. And in, in these days and times, y'all wants to deliver his people from all things, mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, mental bondage, spiritual bondage, all that. And a lot of that has to do with healing your heart and your mind. And I know that, but you know, sometimes you need a reminder. That's why it's, it's good to have the right company around you. You know what I mean? And so I'm thankful that my husband said that because uh, it's allowed me to help people in a way that if what kind of love is this podcast wasn't here, you know, some people would definitely be missing out. Um, I get certain messages from people telling me like how their life is changing from the podcast and that blows my mind. Like that's amazing. Cause I don't always, uh, see it or feel it or know it. And sometimes I, I get just to be honest, I'm human. I do get discouraged doing these, uh, podcasts and lives and stuff like that because I know it's not popular, uh, to bring this balance of, you know, the mind and the heart connection, being Hebrew and who we are in scripture and, and kind of connecting those two. That's not really, uh, it's not really that popular. And, uh, so it can be discouraging sometimes when people don't understand it, they kind of want you to just do one or the other. And I, I did a live the other day talking about that, but Christina Clark found a scripture and it says, he that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Definitely. I know that scripture I actually used that in um, something I did in the past, but yeah, um, you don't have no walls in your life. You're not ruling over your spirit and things break down. You letting any, letting any and everything in. And you know, we can't, I remember I was at a church one time and this pastor was like, basically in his teaching he was encouraging people like you need to be friends with people of the world because how are they supposed to know god and say yeah because i was in a christian church um if we don't do that and i remember being like yeah but 
the scripture also talks about like light and darkness and how can you hang with people of the world like those things don't mix and so that's an example of people feeling like i can't let them go because i'm responsible to show them the way of yah but scripture is also clear that no one comes to yah except he calls them like you don't call them it's not you saving them now he can use us but a lot of us are taking it upon ourselves to just do what we think we should do to save people because we have a savior complex or just codependency issue and y'all ain't tell us to do that so many people have this misunderstanding about what it means to actually help people and uh i ain't even gonna get into that but yeah so that was episode 19 and 20. I hope that you all enjoyed it. If you haven't heard episode 19 of the What Kind of Love Is This podcast, the link is in the description to this video. And I also wanted to let you all know that for Truth Tribe patrons, I have an exciting perk. I'm so excited. I was working on this. I've been working on this, oh my gosh, hours on end. So... If you Truth Tribe patrons are basically uh, people who support my content. So most of my content like that I put out online is free. It's like absolutely no charge, but that doesn't mean it doesn't cost me anything. Um, and so people just sometimes they want to support. And so True Tribe patrons support my content monthly it starts at a dollar and i think it goes up to like um 77 or something like that but for it's different tiers along the way for tier level two and up i have added e-coaching and i'm so excited about this because you can get live chats for for absolutely no cost if you are a level two and up patron. So level two patrons get one chat session a week. Every week you can schedule, book a chat session and talk to me live about some issue you're working through or um, just, you know, you ever... You ever been going through something and your feelings are just like all over the place and you like, man, I just wish I had somebody to talk to about this. I don't necessarily need counseling, but I just wish I had somebody to talk to about this because I'm just, I just need somebody with a trained ear to hear me. Cause when I talk to this person, they don't have that trained ear. So they may give me uh, encouragement or advice or guidance that is going to give me more issues. Uh, or, you know, I talked to somebody about what I'm going through and they just made me feel worse. Man, I just wish I just had, sometimes I just wish I just had somebody to talk to just about just some, just some light issues, nothing deep and complex, but just, man, I feel lonely today. Why do you feel lonely? I don't know why. And then you just kind of like a trained ear can help you work through that. So for my Truth Tribe patrons, e-coaching is now available as a perk to you for absolutely nothing. Level two, like I said, you get one chat session a week. And level 2.1 and up, you get 
four sessions a week, Monday through Thursday. So you can schedule an appointment up to four times, level 2.1 and up, up to four times and chat live about things that you're going through. And it's absolutely free. So um, there are different uh, secular sites and and, um, stuff like that out there that they have what they call uh, e-therapy or chat therapy. And you just kind of like chat with them live and they, um, they cost, they cost money. They cost, they, they're cheaper than, um, traditional counseling and therapy, like uh, therapy, but, um, it still costs, it's, I won't say it's expensive because everybody's not, um, everybody's not going through financial challenges. So for some people that's, it's not expensive, but, uh, with the truth tribe patron perk, you're not paying for it because you support my content because you sew into what I do to help others, um, growing emotionally through my podcast, through my workshops, through my lives, through whatever I'm doing, you know, people just, you know, they'll give a dollar or $7 or whatever every month. Uh, on Patreon, there are perks that you get in addition to supporting the content. And so one of the perks that I'm now offering for Truth Tribe patrons level two and up is e-coaching. And with e-coaching, you schedule an appointment and we chat live. You know what I mean? You can use your you can use your cell phone or your desktop. You schedule an appointment, it will send you all of the details automatically, and we'll just talk. We'll just chat live, like immediate response. Like I'm right on there. But, but the thing is you have to complete an intake form because there's some, you know, issues that I need to protect myself from. There's some clarifications that need to be made. So people don't think this is therapy or counseling. This is not for emergency or crisis situations. And so that just needs to be understood. So you fill out the form. You need to be a patron first level two and up. You'll automatically get it. Um, but if you want to do it, because some people sell and they don't want to perk. They just like, I just want to sell. I don't really, I don't want to get anything in return for it. Um, but for the people that do want the perk, when you're a patron level two and up, you automatically get this. So you fill out the form just so we can get some, set some boundaries like we talked about today. Um, once you submit that form, it will then send you to a schedule, a scheduler, a calendar, and then you just book your sessions and then it sends you the link and then boom, we just, we talk. And so level two, you can do that once a week. The sessions are 20 minutes long, 20 minute live chat sessions. So level two truth tribe patrons, they can do that once a week at no cost. Like you can go up there and you can you know, since you could do it once a week, once a week, you might book four sessions for four weeks. So that you, could, you can just get on a calendar and every day you might go in there on that time. And then we're in there live chatting about just if your feelings hurt. I, I feel down. I feel lonely. I feel I feel lost. I feel, you know, um, frustrated. I'm dealing with this and I, I really don't have anyone to talk to that has a trained ear. And what do I mean by trained ear? So everyone isn't trained to listen. There are some tools you have to utilize to be a good listener that you learn when you're a counselor and a coach. And so I have a background in counseling and I also have a background in coaching. I do coaching more because my time is just, I don't have time to counseling can go on for years. It's just, 
it's very uh dealing with a lot of healing and hurt and and all kind of stuff and right now my schedule just doesn't allow that now in my personal life i already help people you know just in my personal life but um professionally right now i'm not doing counseling because it's very time consuming i don't have that much time right now but i am doing coaching so coaching is not for intense heart issues like you're not it's not like intense things that need to be healed there are some life goals that you want to reach and you need somebody to hold you accountable to that and so with my video coaching we are my bad so with my video coaching we have a more aggressive um course like style that we're doing and we're meeting video and you're getting assignments and we're going in with e-coaching it's i give you assignments like the next time we talk i want you to do this this week and then the next time we talk i want to hear how that worked or here's a link to a worksheet i want you to fill this worksheet out and then um, let's talk about it in the chat the next time we do the live chat. Uh, this week, I want you to journal about such and such. And it's just, it gives you guidance or things to do that you may not normally do to help defeat the issue that you're dealing with. But that, but e-coaching is not for serious issues. Like this e-coaching is more for like, I just need a little bit of support. I just need somebody to talk to and help me walk through things, you know, throughout the week. And so again, level two True Tribe patrons, you get um, one session a week at no cost. Like you don't, because you're a patron, you get this perk. You don't have to pay when you schedule these appointments. 20 minute sessions, you can do one a week. So that's four total in a month. Once a week for a whole month, no cost. You can just go in there and do it, schedule appointments. So if you are a True Tribe patron, level two, I would say go and just schedule your four for the month so that you are you get on the schedule. Level 2.1 and up, you get four sessions uh, a week. So you can talk every day if you need to, Monday through Thursday. I do, the availability is Monday through Thursday. So you can, Monday through Thursday, you can book an appointment. So that means you have, what's four time four, y'all? 4, 8, 12, 16. Oh, no. Why am I slow right now? What's four? So it's four weeks, 16. So I think that's 16 sessions, right? Yeah, four times four is 16. Sorry, y'all. I haven't been feeling well. I'm working on very little sleep, and my mind has a slight delay. If it wasn't for these slides helping me tonight. <laughs> but um, so level 2.1 truth tribe patrons you can uh do a session a 20 minute session every day monday through thursday every day as long as you want to and it's no cost because you are a truth tribe patron it's a perk for supporting my content and that is like go ahead and look out there y'all want to look at some uh chat therapies that is your is like pennies um, but it's for patrons. I'm, I'm always trying to find ways to thank people for sewing into my content with things that I already do or things that I believe I'm, I'm actually already called to. And so people come true tribe patrons because they feel like, yo, I'm trying to find my tribe. I feel like what you're talking about, I relate to it. I resonate with it. And so I want to support what you do. 
And so in turn, because we're kind of building this truth tribe, this community of people that want to grow in the area of the mind and the heart, and we're also believers, there are opportunities I'll bring to you exclusively because we, we truth tribe, like we're, we're a community and we are, um, we're growing in this thing together. And so you get some exclusive perks and now e-coaching is one of them. I don't even, I'm not even going to offer e-coaching to the public period. Like I could, and just kind of like put it on my page, but it, this is just going to be for patrons. This is not going to be for like the general public. Um, my video coaching sessions that are more intense, uh, anybody can submit an intake form for that. We do a, just a 15 minute discovery call to see if we're a match. If we're a match, we on, we on board. We're going to, we're going to work some things out. E-coaching, I'm going to limit that to just my patrons. That's just going to be for y'all. That's just going to be for people that are intentional about growing emotionally, who support my content. And that's a perk and a thank you for y'all sewing into what I do. So um, you can, the details to the e-coach me are in the description to this video you can check it out and it gives you all the information and I, I work really hard on that so i can find a way to like live chat with people that uh need a trained ear to help them through a non-urgent issue but just something that you i've been there i've been there i've been there there have been times in my life where i've gone through things and um I said to my, I said to myself, man, I wish I had somebody to talk to about this. I don't necessarily think I need to book a counseling session. Um, I, I, you know, it's not something like I need to, to heal from. I just need to talk to somebody. Man. And so that's what e-coaching is. It's live chat when you just need to talk to somebody about an issue. Another believer who has a trained ear also professionally to help with matters of the heart and the mind. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that because when some of you leave comments, uh, I'm like, that's true tribe right there. Like we have a like mind. And so I would love to be there for people like that, that have times and days and moments where you are, you know, you feel frustrated. We all go through that. Even myself, counselor, coach, and all you have days where you need, you need a somebody that you can talk to for some it's just, yeah, that's all they got right now. Um, for others, they actually have friends that are of a like mind and that are um, iron, sharpens iron, and that's amazing. Um, people like that probably don't need e-coaching because they have a friend that can do that. But e-coaching is for people that just don't have that. They don't have that support system. So uh, consider becoming a True Tribe patient. And if you already are a True Tribe patient, patron, know that. This is an exclusive perk just for you. Thank you so much for being a Truth Tribe patron. Again, the information is in the, uh, the link is in the description to this video. And uh, on that note, I think we're done for tonight. Um, thank you for joining for me for the after show live. I would really, I really do want you all to tell me, um, I really want you to tell me well, 1.30 Eastern is not a good time. Uh, even for people that watch the playback, because I know some people that can't watch the live, they'll watch the playback. Please leave a comment, y'all. Let me know, because I'm, I'm not sure if 1.30 Eastern is a good time on the fourth Sunday. Let me know if I should go a little bit earlier, 
Like when y'all first getting up Cause y'all don't gotta get dressed I gotta get dressed But y'all ain't gotta get dressed um, You just turn the, the video on Or if it should be a little bit later um, Cause I wanna work on that Before we go I'll just look at Just last few comments My husband They care What you mean babe My husband says they care I don't know what that one is about and Rainy Palace says, what's popular is of the world, so you know you're doing y'all's work. Yeah, man. Um, don't invest in popular things. Excuse me. Yeah, I hear that. All right, y'all. I enjoyed talking to y'all tonight, even though I'm not feeling all that well. I'm tired. I'm about to lay down. I'm about to get me some uh, ginger and lemon and... Uh, some other stuff and take me a nice little rest but i enjoyed engaging with you all um thanks for sharing your comments on episode 19 and 20 of what kind of love is this podcast and please make sure that if you haven't listened to it that you go back and listen to it and can you all like this video it helps push the video around and can you oh i thought my battery was about to die and then can you also share it can you share this video, y'all? I know sometimes we, we watch it and then we just get off. But please like the video and share it because it helps other people who may not know anything about what we're talking about. And they need it and they wish they knew about it and they just don't. Sometimes we watch things and it's just for us and we don't even realize somebody else might need this. Let me share this. So please like the video and also share it. And uh, I'll see y'all tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern I'm reading chapters six and seven, I think, of It Came the Past novel series. Um, so if you haven't heard the chapters I've already read, make sure you go and catch up. Until then, peace.